Hello, this is John Parman from Funny About Marketing. On today's show, I've got James Lumley Saville. James got a degree in psychology at university and then went into the private sector. Years later, he woke up and he decided he wanted to become a transformational executive coach with a person-centered perspective towards change. And James has never looked back. Uh, this great podcast looks into what separates coaching from therapy and psychology, what coaches can do to make a difference in the lives of those who are on the edge of seeking help, and how coaches can market what they do effectively without muddying the waters of their offer. So if you are interested in coaching or you are considering uh, being coached, this could be a really worthwhile uh, way for you to learn more about what marketing means for this vital profession. So let's go right ahead and take a look. James Lumley Saville, welcome to Funny About Marketing. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you're here. I, I'm always interested in people who are transitioning from one career to the next, especially those who are doing it in an entrepreneurial way. Uh, could you introduce yourself and what you do? Um, yeah, certainly. So I, um, well, the transition I'm making, my uh, previous career was sort of more in the world of um, online media, digital marketing and so on. Um, I worked for Google in London for five and a half years. But back in the day, I did study psychology at university. And I am now working as a psychologist, actually. And I'm working in particular doing executive and leadership coaching, mainly with entrepreneurs, but also with some corporate clients as well. So what made you make the transition from what you were doing into executive coaching? Well, I, I guess since I studied, when I was studying, or when I was rather, when I was kind of finishing my degree um, at university, and I was kind of wondering what to do with my psychology degree, and I was looking at um, some of the options out there. And, um, you know, coaching did cross my radar back then, and it was something that looked interesting to me. And I even considered at one point doing a master's degree um, in in coaching um, and what sort of appealed to me is because it was looking it, it's one of those areas of psychology that's looking to sort of maximize people's performance I guess rather than sort of therapy counseling approach which is basically helping people to get back to a um, you know a sort of regular normal level sort of. so, so it's, I guess it's kind of helping people to with their performance rather to get sort of maximum performance rather than just to be sort of normal and deal with um you know people with different issues or whatever so um you know anyway that was you know that's something that's always kind of interested me and it, it did you know i've read sort of you know read books over the years and so on and it's always been an interest of mine and but it was only kind of i guess in the last sort of two or three years that i did start my um coaching you know proper coach studying and you know the time for me was right and i guess it sort of fitted in well with the industry as a whole i think you know 20 years ago or whenever it was when i was finishing my degree might even have been a little bit more than that they were uh, you know coaching was a very new thing and i think you know it, it, now it's sort of reached a, a level of acceptance and a level of understanding and um you know people can see value in it so i guess it, you know now as a now as a it just seems like the time 
and a very good time for me to be doing this. And also, okay. just one other thing, John. One other thing I was going to say is, and I guess just because of my own experience, you know, I feel like although coaching is not necessarily sharing your own experience, it does help to, um, you know, to to have kind of been in different situations and so on. So I kind of feel like now is a good time for me. Absolutely, I I have read that you know we are increasingly. Uh, you know, coaches are probably the best opportunity in the 21st century for entrepreneurship. You know, we have uh, managers, we're used to managers as workers, uh, and actually coaching is uh, a great way to learn how to improve our own performance, no matter what we do. I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the amount of time that people need to take to become a coach. So could you walk us through the journey it took to kind of, okay, I've decided I'm going to do coaching. I'm going to now get the training. What's the training like? And how does one get to the point of even just beginning to do executive coaching as you are? Right. So, I mean, I guess, you know, one thing is worth saying is that there's nothing really to stop anybody calling themselves an executive coach or, or pretty much any other type of coach. And, you know, and, you know, there are plenty of people out there who do, who do exactly that. But, um, you know, coaching is, as the um, industry becomes more mature, there are, you know, more organizations um, such as the International Coach Federation, which is the sort of number one international accredited organization that do that are trying to provide, you know, some uh, frameworks for the industry to operate in and to sort of be able to define help define like what good coaching looks like and what good coach training also looks like in fact you know to, just by its very nature coaching is for example it's you know it's more about asking questions and giving answers and it's you know it's more about helping people to discover what's sort of true for them um so so in a way some of it is a little bit counterintuitive so it does you know it's very helpful to get some proper training um around that I, you know, personally, I studied uh, when I started studying um, coaching. I did so with an organisation in London. Um, in so we had, you know, we would kind of meet up. We would do some intense learning and practicing with each other and so on, um, which was very, which was very helpful. And, and that was a <clears throat> that course was, um, you know, that was approved by the International Coach Federation, the leading international um, coaching accreditation organization um so that was that was good and that, 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 i found that sort of gave me a good that particular course that took uh, you kind of went into different approaches different psychological approaches different um kind of influences on coaching and we would kind of learn a bit about um many 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 of them and but in a way it was kind of you know we were sort of left to you know hear, hear some things of interest and we're sort of left to Put the pieces together ourselves um after after i did that i actually and that was um you know that was enough sort of to you know to get me or to start with my qualifications towards the icf but what uh but then i did actually another i found an organization in the states where i did some more another sort of coach training program with called uh, presence-based coaching and uh, what, what the reason I did that was because they they were sort of in, incorporating mindfulness and presence into the coaching, which is something that's always interested me and and I can see you know great value in doing that. So that was actually 
um, you know, in a way that kind of gave me another dimension to my coaching. And indeed, I'll probably go as far to say is, you know, it kind of felt like the missing piece in a way. So between the, you know, between those, um, you know, two courses, I'd say absolutely they've had, you know, a big influence on me. And um, apart from anything else, provided, you know, the opportunity for me to get started and to practice and to learn and so on. So, you know, I think it's, you know, training can be really important in coaching as in many other areas of life. So as you've grown your practice, have you found you're gravitating towards uh, a specific audience for the people that you serve? I'd say, um, yeah, most of the people that I'm serving tend to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, I have got a couple of clients that work in, you know, in corporations. And of course, you know, the same principles apply. But I would say generally my <clears throat> my uh, coaching is sort of focused on uh, entrepreneurs, either from a sort of you know, executive coaching point of view, as in like helping them with their own performance. And also from a leadership coaching point of view, as in, you know, helping them make get the most out of their teams and to manage them effectively. Yeah, I'm just reflecting on what you said about questioning and learning how to question, because I know that so many people get wrapped up, especially as managers, on interrogative questions and interrogating and then learning the difference between those and actually being empathetic in the process. I'm sure that comes about a lot in the kinds of coaching that you do. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and there is, there is, you know, especially with the sort of presence-based approach, you know, there is, there is a, a lot of focus on that kind of, you know, I, I guess, you know, emotional sensitivity and a um, little bit kind of, you know, focus on the softer side of things, which, which I think, you know, is, is really important because actually at the end of the day, it's, it tends to be people's emotions that make them do stuff and to act in ways that are perhaps not other, you know, otherwise predictable. And do people, now that you've kind of put yourself out there, you're on LinkedIn, you're in a few other places, is, is it, does it feel like something you can actively talk about your experience as a coach and as you're, you're getting started with people? Or do you find that people are still curious about what a coach is and need more information to, to make a decision about working with you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I guess for me, I, I kind of see that as like two slightly different markets, as mm -hmm. in, you know, there are some some potential customers out there who are, who know that they need a coach, you know, they know that they need like, they may even know that they need a, you know, an executive coach or a leadership coach, or you know, other people know that they need a life coach or a relationship coach or whatever type of coach. So there are, you know, I, I think, um, you know, that's one market where people know what they're looking for. And then as you say, the other market is where people have a problem. So it might be that they, they don't feel that they're, you know, they're being as effective as they can be in their work, or they're worried that the people that are working for them aren't, um, you know, sort of being as productive as they could be, for example. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, see it as, two, as, you know, two different markets. And obviously, the less they know about coaching, then the more they need to understand about coaching and then to have you know, the benefits explained to them and a little bit also about, you know, how it works and what the process is and so on. But I think, you know, before people have, you know, experienced it, then, you know, it can be 
I, I guess people aren't totally clear yeah, exactly what, what is involved. And what do you, I mean, if you think of those two different markets, the people who know what they want and the people who don't know about the solution yet, which one do you find is uh, the more dominant one in terms of the one you're dealing with? Well, I, I guess naturally I'm getting more from the group of, they don't totally know that much about coaching, but I'm trying to focus myself more on the people who do know what coaching is. As in like, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like my starting point from a marketing point of view should be to focus on, you know, the ones that know they need coaching because mm -hmm. they're obviously, you know, they're a bit, it's a bit of an easier sell in a way, but I, I'm also aware that, you know, there's plenty of people who I, who I, you know, come across who, who do need a bit more explaining as well. Yeah. I always find it's important to, you know, to educate people. Cause I find that, um, you know, there are lots of people out there who are just on the cusp of understanding, you know, they, they've gotten to you. They obviously know enough to be able to ask a question, like go to Google and ask a question about, uh, uh, how do I how do I collaborate collaborate with my team more effectively, <laughs> right? And yeah. and actually to uh, you know if you're building your website, you're building you know the information you have on the internet about yourself. To answer those kinds of questions in your marketing, um, is a great way to kind of you're 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 posing a question to yourself and you're answering it and and talking a little educates people about how you do what you do and how you help who you help and and what it can do is it qu will qualify those who who want to learn more to get in touch with you and pre-qualify the people who maybe have been on the fence to feel more emboldened and courageous about making contact with you yeah that makes that makes sense and i think you know that is one of the um you know, one of, one of my goals is to start doing some blogging, basically, um, to focus on those kind of questions and to be able to show a little bit more in different ways, show people how, you know, how coaching can work or some of the principles that are involved or just give them a little bit more of a, a feel about it, about, well, about the coaching and also about myself as well, yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, what are some of the questions that you feel like you get routinely uh, well I mean I guess there's quite a few people out there who don't really know they wouldn't be able to kind of define coaching so you know it's still quite common these days to have a question along the lines of you know what exactly is coaching or how does coaching work um, and what makes you know coaching different from some form of teaching for example you know so and I think I guess also there is, you know, there is some misunderstanding between like coaching and consulting generally. In that, for example, if somebody, you know, there's lots of leadership consultants out there who who will you can pay money to come and tell you, you know, how to do various things in your business according to the way you know they see the world. Whereas coaching, on the other hand, it's I guess you, you're getting more bespoke solutions because you're kind of in a way coming up with your own solutions rather than having somebody uh, tell you what the answer is. It's very true. So so there in your in in a just a handful of minutes, you've been able to think of 
Those are five great questions that if you answered them for people, they'd probably be able to make a decision really quickly about working with you. Yeah, that sound, that's a good point, John. Yeah, good point. Well made. And, and so, the, you know, because I think one of the biggest challenges is the, the, the fact that we get a lot of questions in repetition and how tiring it can be to answer questions again and again, you know, and um, but when we uh, have a way to answer questions, OK, here are the most frequently asked questions that I receive about my, my uh, about my coaching. And you can look at them. So I think definitely, how do I get started with you? How long does it take? And and the reality is that coaching takes a different amount of time for everybody, just yeah. like it would for if you went to counseling or a therapist or you went to a doctor for treatment for a medical condition. It's all entirely down to your level of involvement, your interest in being involved, um, how receptive you are to uh, the experience. Um, you know, and, and oftentimes, I'm sure you've encountered people with different learning styles along the way. Um, yes, absolutely. People people learn different ways and you know, what seems obvious to some people is not to others. And it's actually very, yeah, you kind of realize how different human beings can be in some ways. I, I often think about that, how valuable it is to talk to people in different forms. You know, so if you have the I'm a visual learner. Uh, to um, explain how coaching can help somebody who's a visual learner versus somebody who's a tactile learner. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, because because we learn in entrepreneurship and by working with entrepreneurs that uh, people bring their own experience and expertise of situations and, and education to the, the work that they do. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that's another kind of whole pool of questions to to go through. Uh, as you help people kind of define further and and get to the point of being able to make a decision and, and you know how valuable it is at the end of every question to have a way for them to make contact with you to get started you know well let's let's work on seeing whether we can learn together yeah that's a, that's um i've made a little note about something you said there john yeah that's a good idea definitely the uh I think, you know, this may be the, like, I'm going to, yeah, prioritize some FAQs on the website for sure. Yeah, if each one was set as like a separate page even, because if you imagine people searching with a question. Yeah. You know, or as close to a question, because all of these keywords are really important. So you, if you think of uh, uh, executive coaching and the different wording that you used for what you do, and then. Yeah. You know, you're you're reiterating the same question as you go through the article, uh, and uh, and you can use that as a way. Because remember, Google takes time to index websites. I think this is really important for people to know. You can't just write something on the internet and then expect that the next day people are going to be able to find you. You know, it's it is really about consistency, and you know better than anybody, having worked at Google yourself for several years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, using your own experience is a great way to, uh, you know, to influence how you will effectively market. You're in a much better position than a lot of other people who might be kind of on the fence about the, the value of, of uh, doing web work in marketing. Yeah, I mean, I, I see it as really, yeah, very key and important these days, yeah. When you, when you, uh, encounter i mean are there are the coaches who 
you've been really influenced by that you see that would maybe have a um, like I, I'm always looking at people like Brene Brown uh, and obviously Tony Robbins is one who has gotten a lot of influence. I don't really rate him, but I, I, I certainly see that he's been influential for a lot of people. Um, you know, when you look at other coaches marketing, you know, what are you influenced by? What inspires you? I guess I'm kind of influenced by different different coaches. I think, you know, in terms of you mentioned Tony Robbins there, obviously he's probably like the most kind of famous coach worldwide in a way. And he certainly um, does have, you know, he's got a massive, massive business that's sort of based, you know, at least loosely around coaching. Um, and, you know, I, I think actually, you know, what, what he, you know, I, I, I don't actually mind the guy. I think he's actually, you know, I think in a way he does sort of, he makes popular some, you know, some coaching processes and so on that, you know, can be helpful. And, and actually, you know, to be fair to him, he does seem to have quite a big impact on people's lives. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the way he goes about marketing it. Um, it to me, it seems, I don't know a little bit it's sort of on the edge of internet marketing that seems a little bit manipulative maybe sometimes but um, that's exactly what i'm you know it's because because really the most valuable thing for uh, an entrepreneur is to feel that they are uh this is an exclusive process that they can be part of you know they're not going to walk into a room with three thousand people and only have the opportunity of seeing a guru for 30 minutes you know you it's it's really about a, a long-term focused experience of one-to-one -one learning that will improve them and and really actually improve you along the way as well yeah i agree john yeah so when you when you think about like uh um you know are you part of communities online or and are these communities mainly coaches or are you watching entrepreneurs interact with each other and and then you you do your marketing or i mean how are you doing it now because obviously you're not blogging what are you doing now to kind of rise above the status quo well at the moment i um i mean i'm, I'm kind of um you know one thing i'm doing or have started doing recently is facebook ads but i i think i guess you know i i see i have got you know it's quite a lot of stuff that i'm going to be hopefully rolling out over the coming weeks and months and so good well that's good i mean you know it's always it, i think the most important thing is just beginning you know to yeah to, so when people have they click on a facebook ad that they're going somewhere that engages them to feel like wow okay i, I want to learn more i want to stay here and learn about the process because i i get i get bombarded with ads you know from people who want to sell me uh I, I do sales and marketing so you know how would you like to get more clients in 90 days and all these and and yeah. oftentimes I, 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 with coaching yeah how, I, everyone wants to teach me how to be a successful coach in from a business point of view right exactly and so we you know uh, whereas you are the coach and and you want to kind of rise above that you know if you think of all of those ads that are being served for people who are to learn to be a successful coach you, you know to be the person who's marketing the fact that you can come directly to a coach and get started with them 
and be supported in your entrepreneurial and executive performance is a completely different game and one that uh, you know is, is always going to be more personal and more reflective along, along the way. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in a way you can sort of, yeah, you can, if you're dealing with larger groups, you can take, I guess you can take people through a sort of coaching process, but it's not, as you say, it's not going to be the same as having like, you know, that one-on-one -on -one time and that one-on-one -on -one support. So when when they do come to you, if they've clicked on the ad, what what do they find at the moment? Um, well, they, they will, you know, they go through to the, the ads are taking them through to the website. So, you know, they'll find, they'll find their sort of information about myself, obviously, about, you know, there is information there about coaching. Um, there's information about, um, you know, how to, how, you know, we can work together. And also they can book a, you know, free um, exploratory coaching session. So that's kind of an hour of, of you know, time to help them sort of go through their um, objectives, you know, what, what they would like to use coaching for, how it might, and then explore like how it could help support them in that journey, how it could help them you know, achieve their outer goals, how it can help them achieve their sort of inner development in terms of whatever skills or abilities they need to um, improve in order to be successful. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, hopefully they'll come out with a clear idea of whether they think that coaching is something that they that would be of value to them as they move forward. And do you do you get their email address? Are you marketing to them once you you've they've signed up for the session? Do you have like a newsletter or uh, a, a way to stay in touch with them after the session? I, I'm, I'm sort of I put I'm kind of I'll be honest, John, I'm, I'm kind of putting in the I've got the sort of mechanics in place for that and you can sign up to a newsletter. But I will admit that I haven't actually sent out a newsletter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can sign up, so it's ready. You'll be ready when it's ready. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a funny thing, you know. Uh, it, it don't feel like you have to have a minimum number of people to send a, a newsletter. You know, anytime you update your website, anytime you have a new blog post, anytime you, um, you know, uh, something inspires you. I, I wanted to bring your attention to this post I found. It's a, it's a great opportunity to just be in touch and, and really remind people that you are there and you're available. And by the way, you, if you want to book a session with me or you'd like to get more information about what I do, follow me along to here. And, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, I think one of the number one marketing foibles is that we gather all of this information and uh, that is valuable to us and then we don't use it yeah and, and you know we have gdpr kind of exists for, the, for that reason we really want to encourage people to use what we've given them rather than kind of leave it and then you know uh it, it can die a death or you know it's not maintained well and don't be afraid to to just say hello and you know even i love the idea of even just sending an email that says are you still interested in executive coaching you know, because you've got all the people who might have gone through and then, you know, signed up for the session, had the one hour consultation and, okay, now, you know, it's that getting to the point of making the next decision can be so valuable because I'm sure you come to 
people, and I don't know how you're tracking people as they go through the website, or you because you will, I'm sure. Um, finding people who are kind of hovering over the make a booking <laughs> and <laughs> not quite ready to make that decision yet. Um, yeah. Figuring out a way to keep them on board uh, and and helping them make a decision um, could be as easy as right above the booking form. You could have a you know sign up for my my newsletter or you know some way about like a pre-decision process for them to so they can become more predisposed to working with you and making that decision that will elevate and and escalate the help that they need yeah I, i'm i yeah it's interesting because I, I have actually been sort of thinking a little bit like you know as, as i've started doing facebook ads actually is it likely you know how far is anybody going to come on their first visit to the website? You know, they see an ad on Facebook, they come through, they, they, they're on the website. You know, how many, uh, what I'm wondering is that, you know, normally people, I, I think people do sort of like to go through a bit of a funnel, don't they? They like to have, you know, not do everything on their first contact with a business. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm hoping like with my, when they come through to the website, they will get as far as booking, you know, a free exploratory coaching session. But, you know, it may be that actually even, you know, to do that is there might be another way to get them to do it. I mean, I know sort of traditionally on, on online people, they want to swap, you know, they want to get you to swap your email for some kind of lead magnet so then they can send you a series of emails which will then end up with you converting at the end of it which is you know that that's that's a sort of popular and i guess effective strategy for the most part and that might be something that you know i kind of need to look at myself a little bit yeah um, i think you don't have to add a lot of pressure i hate websites where they say you know so and so bought this item or uh you have this time remaining i can't stand those kinds of things but you know it's it's oftentimes i think like i know that the first hour I had with you was very effective. It made me want to move forward. And I know that you have lots of people who are just like that. And if, if you brought forward some of those, the, for example, testimonials or, um, you know, think of what just one hour of your time could be worth to clarify the journey that you're on. And I think with funnels, it's a really interesting thing because I think that we kind of are phased to believe that less is more but actually if we give people a kind of a substantive kind of okay if you read this you'll feel really good about clicking forward you know yeah. um and and you know because you're going to separate the people who who will go through your process from the people who uh, you know don't have the time and won't have the patience to to really get get uh, experience from you yeah I mean, I think I'm pretty sure, like, you know, at the end of the day, it is, it is a sort of numbers game, isn't it, John? So you do have to kind of, you know, I guess, I guess that is kind of like what marketing's all about, really. It's just designing the systems to, as you say, you know, get the, get the, you know, get the people coming through the other end in the most effective way possible. Yeah, for sure, and and to to get them to come back, you know, and and and, and, back, yeah. and feel like they. Um, you know, this is a decision I want to keep making because this is a valuable experience. Uh, you know, um, I think we, like if we go to the doctor and we go to the, you know, doctor, I have this growth on my arm. 
you know, we go to that doctor, the doctor helps us, and oftentimes we won't go back to the doctor until we have another growth on our arm. Yeah. Right? And uh, there are people who, who will have the growth on their arm, and they'll look at it, and they'll say, I'm not ready to go to the doctor yet. And so we have to kind of motivate people to, hey, if something is wrong, you know, if you feel like you could benefit from speaking to somebody or, or getting help, don't be afraid to, to start the process. Um, you know, don't let it fester. Don't let yourself swallow in this despair and don't be a prisoner of your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds, that sounds kind of painful. Hopefully like the coaching won't be that painful. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's very true though that, that, you know, the giving people the courage to, to raise their hand and say something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, know, all, you know, they can alleviate a lot just by having a confidential conversation. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, From the coaching point of view, it, it, it doesn't really, it, it's much more, I guess, you know, they normally say coaching is much more kind of forward looking. And, um, you know, it, it's less about like why you are experiencing something. It's more about becoming aware of how those patterns of experience influence you in the presence. Mm-hmm. And then being able to, you know, do something about it as you move forward. So it might just be in terms of, you know, rela- you know, either looking at how you react physically or how you or what kind of thoughts are in a you, you have in a particular get triggered in a particular situation and what kind of emotions and bodily sensations come with it. It's, it can be emotional, and you and you are people do sort of it, it's worth, you know, spending a bit of time to become really aware of what's what sort of. All the whole patterns of experience and different situations but i do find for the most part that it can be you know it doesn't have to be a very heavy thing and that actually to keep a sort of reasonably light heart with it even while discussing quite um, emotional things is normally quite a good idea mm, very true and, and there is, a, is another great key to um, an explanatory process for for, for your marketing you know, to help people understand this isn't a heavy thing and, you know, that they can, you know, be, be, they can count on it being a lighthearted process. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually a very good point, John, and I've just written that down because it's true. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they're kind of slightly, I know, I know like a lot of people are slightly wary of counseling and therapy because they're, they're kind of, you know, they're, so they're, I guess in a way they're sort of worried about what they're going to find inside themselves. But, um, yeah, so it is quite, that's quite a good idea to sort of make that distinction that, you know, coaching can be quite an enjoyable process and doesn't, is not about wallowing in darkness. And, and when people do come to you, obviously you, do you, you're getting good testimonials as I've seen them. Are you, are people referring, uh, people to you, uh, new clients to you in the process of, uh, of, of doing business with you? They, they, they are starting to actually. Yeah, I have, uh, it's, it is starting to happen like that. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to have more, more of it. Definitely. That's the, they say, um, word of mouth marketing is the best at the end of the day. That's true. That's true. Uh, it, it can be, you know, we have to kind of, it's, it's a two way street. We have to continue to market ourselves, even though we ultimately want to get to the point where we have really good referrals powering what we do yeah and, 
you know, what's great is eventually you'll get to the point where you've answered all the questions that can be answered about how to do executive coaching, how to get involved with it, how to learn from it, um, how to benefit from it, that you'll be able to stop answering questions. Um, and uh, because you've got a, as a wealth of material available that uh, will answer all the questions for you. And, and that is really kind of you're, you're creating a self milking cow. A self-milking cow. I like that idea. That's what yeah. I want. I want the self-milking cow. <laughs> yeah, it's not my idea. I wish it was, but it, uh, it, it was uh, Dean Jackson, a wonderful marketer, came up with the concept. It's one that um, I always think about this idea of, you know, if you can provide enough information to educate and motivate people, uh, that they will they'll find it automatically because it will be out there. And then, uh, you know, they'll be able to make a, a constructive decision to move forward because all of their questions, all of their worries have been dealt with. And would you, um, I'm just going to ask you a little question here, John, but is, um, would you, I mean, is a, would you say a blog is a good format for those or what, what it could kind of? Be, yeah, it could be a blog. It could be, you know, so I, I think it can be in, in so many different ways because, um, you know, your website is, your website is an active object. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're, especially if you have a Facebook page that, or a Facebook ad, which is directing to it. So you have this landing page where people are going to, and then inevitably they're going to explore your website. They're going to want to get their questions answered. So so, for example, if you have on that funnel page, you can say, have a look at all of these questions that I receive about what coaching is and what executive coaching comprises and how people get what they get out of the experience um, and who I am. Right. All of those things that yeah. eventually lead all the time are leading to somebody making a decision to work with you or get further information by your newsletter or um, allowing updates from your website is another one. Um, there are all kinds of different ways that, that people can choose to remain involved and interested in what you do. Yeah. And, and eventually by uh, having, you know, you're updating this on a regular basis, you're answering questions as they arise. So every, every time you get a question, I, I don't understand how executive coaching could help a small business. Okay, there's a question. How does executive coaching help a small business? And then you can extrapolate. How does an executive coach help a large business? And, and you, you know, so each answer, 200, 300 words, is a post. And that post could be brought up as an individual page on a blog, or it will be people are scrolling through, looking at questions and reading answers in order to further clarify what they don't know for, and, and make a decision so they can go ahead. Yeah, that makes that makes sense, actually. Yeah, I like that idea. The self-milking cow. Yeah, and it takes time. It's only perseverance and determination that gets us there. We have to kind of, you know, and so, you know, uh, uh, by making a schedule and um, planning what you're doing and envisioning, especially the kinds of people you want to be working with, you can be sure that you're answering questions in a way that really speaks to them. Hmm. That's another good point. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good idea, John, yeah. yeah.
What can I tell you, John? You, you said uh, that idea came from what was the guy's name? Yeah, this uh, great guy. His name is Dean Jackson. Dean Jackson. Uh, he he uh, has a website called ilovemarketing.com. It's a really useful website. Um, Self-milking cow thing. It's it's really uh, uh, it's very simple and easy to follow. But but the 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 key thing is is just learning to apply what you already know about your uh, your audience and um, keeping up the the process of creating content. You know, yeah. it, it's not a a hugely elaborate content uh, strategy. Um, you know, the main goal is exactly to make it easy lucrative and fun for you i i love it for that yeah uh because you know dean is dean is a real estate marketer uh by background so he he works uh with estate agents and real estate agents in the united states home developers and things like that and those people that's a huge market you know i'm sure you've had Business cards thrown through your letterbox. Uh, there are people who are interested in buying your home, or you know, all of those kinds of things that that do happen. Um, you know, we get inundated with offers around homes on a regular basis. You know, you even go look at a home, and then suddenly you're clogged with um, information about sale. And and so to stand out in that market takes real ingenuity. Yeah. And and the same is true for every industry. You know, there are very few people who are in such a unique position that people are banging down their door every day. And so the idea of, of just doing consistent marketing and making it a, a, it's not a chore if you make it easy for yourself to do it. And so if you said, okay, I'm just going to answer a question every week. Every week I'll answer a new question. And I've got this whole list of questions that I can answer, you know, and, and each one could be, that could be, hey, I could make a video. I could record myself answering the question. Uh, I could uh, I could draw a picture. I could um, write something. I could transcribe it and turn it into something. It, all kinds of different ways you could create the the. Uh, your company is called Matrica. 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 Yeah. So you could create the Matrica Coaching Podcast, and each week you could answer a question. Uh, and then you could take that same podcast and host it on your website, as well as a post which summarizes the information. Yeah. You know, so you have this secondary funnel that goes through the people who are going to access the podcast. But eventually you'll have enough podcasts there and enough work coming in that you'll be able to, to, to stop doing proactive marketing as often. And just focusing on the marketing that is most easy, lucrative, and fun for you. Mm, I like that easy, lucrative, fun. Um, can I ask you a question, John? Sure. I kind of like I, I just suddenly sort of made me realize, and when you were talking just then, and it kind of dawned on me that I haven't got any video on my website, and it made me think actually, as you as you're talking about it, that that could be quite a well, video is a good way to get a feel for somebody, isn't it? If I had a bit of a, if I had some video content on there with me speaking about something or answering one of these questions or, or whatever it might be, as you say, then I'm kind of thinking that could be a really good way for people to get an idea of who they might be dealing with, no? 
That, that's very true. And, you know, you could, um, if you contact the person who hosts your website, yeah. you could find out, do I have capacity to put a video on? Uh, sometimes you can upload, like you could make a video and then edit it and then upload it as an MP4. Or you could uh, use Vimeo or YouTube, uh, make an unlisted video, and then you could embed it onto the website in where you want to have it. And by embedding it and keeping it unlisted, it means there won't be any ads when people uh, look at it. Yeah. And only the people who can find it are going to watch it. Always talk to the people who host your website, the people who designed it with you. They'll be able to give you the best advice. Um, video is very useful, uh, I find, especially to um, answer things that are repetitive, you know, to... to mm -hmm provide something, here's an introduction to me, five minutes, watch this, and then at the end, I'm, I guarantee you're going to know everything about me. So I, I guess, you know, so some of these, as you say, some of these questions around coaching or, or and related topics, you know, they could be answered in a, in a blog, they could be answered podcast or even a, a video. Um, so I guess, would you sort of ideally kind of just have a bit of a some some text some video some audio kind of to mix it up a bit is that the best thing to do would you suggest I, I tend to find that really by focusing on what you feel most comfortable doing okay and then being sure that you are able to provide a place for people to go to is the most valuable way okay. um you know if it if you feel good do it yeah right you know if you i i know people who uh, love marketing. They do marketing on a, on a regular basis, but they, they hate their writing. They hate, you know, I know people who love marketing and they hate the sound of their own voice, mm. you know? And so if you, if you have been told you what you should do a podcast and you, you literally get on there and you think, this is what I sound like. <laughs> I hate it. You, it's, <laughs> it's okay to say it's not my cup of tea and I want to move on to something else. So you know, you you really at if the beginning it's trial and error. If you don't you have like a podcast voice or a... yeah, yeah, there's no such thing as a podcast voice. There's no you know, um, it happened to me purely by accident. You know, the the luck of genetics to have the voice I have for broadcasting. But the you know, I tell anybody if you have good things to say and a great way to tell a story, yeah, then you have what it takes to to be a broadcaster. Mm. You know, when it comes to writing. The, the, a great thing to do is to write and then share your writing with somebody who can read it over with you, you know, so that a, you can minimize your spelling mistakes. You can deal with your grammar and, you know, uh, <laughs> it's so amazing what can come out of working with somebody. I do a lot of collaborative writing and what I do, uh, because, uh, I know that oftentimes I might miss things or I want to, uh, I, I might not know enough. I want to bring in subject matter experts. And so, for example, if I'm going to write about coaching, I'd bring in someone like you who could answer questions that I wouldn't be able to answer on my own. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, James, how, how can people learn more about your coaching work? Where can they go to get more information? Well, they can come, probably the best starting point is the website, which is matricacoaching.com. Matrika is spelled M-A-T-R-I-K-A, Coaching. Dot com. That that's uh, that'll be a good starting point, and from there, 
they can read and get in contact and even book a free exploratory session if they are so inclined, which they should be. That's great. And I, I just have some questions that I try to ask yeah. everybody. Is, is there a, a, a book that um, you give away, you find yourself you know, referring to more than any other uh, that you'd recommend that everyone have a look at? <laughs> um, well, actually, I would say probably in the last few years, the book that I've given away probably more than most is um, it's a book by, you know, um, Eckhart Tolle? The, um, uh -huh. it's, well, so he wrote this book, the very famous book called The Power of Now. Yeah. But this book, the, the one that I give away is actually is called Practicing the Power of Now. And it's kind of a little book. Um, it's a sort of, I think it's a bit of a sort of summary of the ideas in the power of now, along with some little exercises in there. And for me, it's a really, you know, it's a great, great book for about presence. And that does sort of fit in with my approach to coaching, which, you know, can be defined in some ways like a sort of presence based approach. So, um, you know, that was, and, and, you know, this is actually like a book that I, started giving away even before I've kind of got into the coaching but you know for me I would highly recommend that book to everybody when you hear the word success who's the first person you think of and why um well I have one person that's popping into my head now and it might just be because of our previous conversation is um Tony Robbins because he he is sort of you know in some way, he defines himself as a sort of success coach, and he, you know he clearly makes a lot of money, um, and he is also you know helping other people to kind of be successful in their own way, I guess. So, in terms of um, you know, yeah, he, he just sort of popped into my mind for that reason. And and finally, what is something you'd like to see considered absurd? 10 years from now? I think for me, 10 years from now, I would love to see like the way that organizations are generally run to be considered absurd. Um, I think there's so much generally, in generally accepted wisdom that is fundamentally wrong. Um, let me give you one quick example of that is when I was when I was like when I was working at Google, for example, and you know Google started off and they were a very innovative business and they were you know they were kind of wanted to play by their own rules and they had even on the website they had um, you know their their list of ideals and it said things like you know one of them was don't be evil or you don't have to be serious to wear you don't have to so you don't have to wear a suit to be serious and this kind of thing and they had a sort of you know that was one of the things that sort of made them sort of um fresh and new and interesting and then over time as they grew bigger and bigger and they hired basically loads of hr people from fundamentally from just from big banks basically so you so you had this kind of um sort of startup culture that was then being eroded by hr people trying to employ big banking policies into a startup situation 
to the extent that they you know one thing that always i never understood and it always annoyed me was this idea of like they would used to manage performance on a curve so people they would automatically there was guaranteed that some people were going to be doing badly and only a few were going to be doing really well i mean to me that is a fundamentally a most um uninspiring and unmotivating set of circumstances and you know i i just don't see you know things like that i i, I like it's it, it's fine if you're trying to create a culture in like they do often in big banks where you're trying to create a culture of fear so that people are, are you know so stressed out that they think they're going to work like 18 hour days but that's based on this complete misunderstanding as far as i'm concerned that creating stress is a good way to get people to perform at their best whereas much much more and more like modern management and leadership theory is saying that actually you know it's it's not it's not stress that makes people perform well it's actually uh, safety and being in a relaxed and creative and uh, state whereby you you can you can and you can make mistakes and you can express ideas freely and you don't need to be worried about how you're going to be perceived and how it's going to look and how you're going to be graded on the next performance curve and that kind of thing so i, I think you know and that's just you know example of obviously the banks are in that condition but you can see how companies like google get dra dragged into that sort of um those hr policies of fear i would i would call them and i and i um you know and I think that more and more that thing is people are going to look back in the future and go, that was absolutely absurd. I I absolutely love that answer, James. I think that could be a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> that, that, is, that is amazing. And you know what? If you just talked about giving people safety and comfort and helping them escape fear and have the courage to move forward with their capabilities, it, you will win. Well... Thanks, John. Yeah, so um, I mean, I, I I totally you know it makes sense to me, and I see it making sense to other people. I'm just surprised it doesn't make sense to a lot of people at senior levels making these kind of decisions. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad i glad someone said it, and uh, I, I think, boy, I want to learn more about it. To be honest with you, and so look, James, this has been such a brilliant conversation. I hope to have you back in the future, so uh, we can keep talking about. Uh, ways to be funny in marketing. And well, that's some, um, yeah, well, thank you very much. And I've really enjoyed it as well. And I've actually got quite a lot out of it. I've got some good notes here. So um, thank you very much for your time. And absolutely, yeah, let's do it again. And let's, you know, we can sort the world out one podcast at a time. James Lumley Saville from Matrica Coaching. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Well, thank you, John. I'll speak to you soon.